What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Arrowhead Live is back with episode 16. I'm Grant, here with my co-hosts, Ori and Austin. What's up, guys? What's going on, guys? Um, so as you guys know, the Chiefs took the dub in week one, a 40-26 to win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, that is their second win um, against the Jaguars in two years. And, um, you know, the Chiefs, nobody has, has dominated the Jags quite like the Chiefs over the past couple of years. And um, as everybody knows, you know, the Jags are probably the sorest losers in the league. Um, you got Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack throwing punches and, you know, Jalen Ramsey pouting on the sideline and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I that is slowly becoming a rivalry, but not really a rivalry because the Jags, you know, can't compete. So um, what did you guys think about the the way that the Jags acted during the game last week? It it was annoying. They were, you know, they on the one where they got Tyreek Ramsey kind of already had him down on the ground. He was like getting Tyreek was getting ready to stand up, and he kind of just shoves him back down on the shoulder that he was already injured. So that was pretty shitty. And then just Jack being a tough guy all the way until they like dragged him off the field. It's like it's really not that big of a deal, and it but it always seems to become a problem. And we don't have any problems really like that except for when we play the Jaguars. So it's becoming a kind of a theme that's getting getting kind of old. Yeah, I think the the main problem with the Jaguars is just the fact that they continually get beat so bad, and they just get like they go down one or two scores, and then their their mindset automatically goes to like, well, the game's already over, so we might as well just go for their knees, you know what I mean? And so you're not going to be able to win games like that and come back. And obviously, they like to play dirty, and um, that the Chiefs really pull the best of them, you know, every time we play them because we just go up so fast because we score so fast. And that led to uh, a couple punches being thrown, an injection, and we'll see what happens, you know, next year if we get to play them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm interested to see. I mean, I, I guess the league hasn't come out with any type of decision on Miles Jack and, and Jalen Ramsey, but, I mean, the video evidence is clear. You know, Jalen Ramsey threw the punch. He didn't get ejected. But I'm interested to see if they're going to suspend those two guys or what because – you know, this is like a theme with them, and they just continually are some of the biggest babies in the league. And, you know, the league kind of needs to put their foot down because somebody's going to get hurt at some point because, you know, they get pissed off and, you know, they go for knees and stuff like that, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, moving on to the things that uh, that kind of impressed uh, during last week's game, the first thing for me was – the way that Mahomes progressed from 2018 to 2019 um, against the Jags defense specifically. So as you guys know, um, I think it, Mahomes threw for like 300 yards, uh, zero TDs and two interceptions last year. And then he went up to basically in in two quarters, he threw for like 300 yards and three touch or two touchdowns. And then, you know, he got hurt and kind of took a step back and they ran the ball quite a bit in the second half. But the way that Mahomes progressed, um, that was one of the biggest things that stood out to me. And that's also one of the things that we said to look out for um, on last week's podcast when we were talking about what to watch for week one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what impressed you, Ori? Um, I think uh, what impressed me most was Sammy Watkins' emergence. Uh, he's always had his injury problems over the years, and that's kind of his, been his downfall. So uh, he's definitely underwhelmed for his career so far. Uh, granted he was on the bills so that you know that is not a good place to be if you're a wide receiver uh but 
he definitely he came here and he had a like a career game three 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 touchdowns correct uh it was uh, yeah he went he went off um I, I I think we all kind of expected him to do pretty well with Mahomes if he can. St- uh, it's just the um, this is better than what we expected, and it kind of makes you feel a little better about the Tyreek timeline, knowing that he's stepping up and, as well. Yeah, and and the way that Sammy Watkins, um, you know, his acceleration and his quickness, um, that was one thing that they kind of talked about during the season, and or during the off season that you know Watkins is in the best shape of his life and all that stuff and they're like we well, can't really see it like you don't see that he's in the best shape of his life like on his body but the way that he's playing you can definitely tell um another thing that impressed me uh was the way that damian wilson looked um last week you know he was kind of an under the radar signing and worked his way into a starting role um and then he, he honestly he looked like one of the best defensive players uh last week he was all over the field um, you know, stopping, making some big run stops, and he looked pretty good in coverage as well. Um, so, you know, they got him on a two-year deal uh, relatively cheap from the Cowboys, and the thing that's kind of interesting is that he played with Anthony Hitchens for the first few years of his career, um, and then, or first couple years of his career, and he was pretty good, and then you can kind of see, like, an evident drop-off after Hitchens left, and now that he's back with Hitchens, you can see that you know, Damian Wilson has found his niche. Um, so I think Damian Wilson, hopefully he can keep that up. Yeah, the other thing that was pretty impressive to me is we might be seeing the revival of LaShawn McCoy's career here in KC. You know, he had like 10 rushes for 81 yards, and uh, he was definitely the better rusher between him and Damian Will- uh, Williams. It'll be interesting to see how much we try and tie him into the passing game as well. Um, because I don't know if that if receptions are really his, you know, his strongest point. We saw him get one run up the middle and, you know, kind of dice up through the line. And hopefully we continue to see more of that throughout the season, like the, uh, you know, the OG McCoy. Yeah, and I think I think he had one catch for like 12 yards or something like that. And it was a nice catch and run. But, you know, I don't think he's really on that level that Damian Williams is as a pass catcher because, you know, you put Damian Williams on that on those wheel routes, and he's pretty much unstoppable. We've seen that so many times. He gets matched up against a linebacker, and he just runs right by him. Um, moving on to the things that kind of disappointed me, um, the first one is that Ward and Fuller were giving up big plays left and right. Um, I mean, a lot of it was garbage time, so they were playing soft coverage. But, I mean, even then, you know, you'd like to see Ward and Fuller really tighten it up, and that's that's one thing that I'm also – um, looking for for the rest of the season, especially before Claiborne comes back. Um, and, you know, if Claiborne comes back and this defense defensive backfield has tightened up and um, they're not giving up huge plays left and right, then, you know, maybe we can go throughout the entire season without having to acquire a cornerback one. But, yeah, so that, I mean, that's one thing that disappointed me and that I'd like to see improve for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um we kind of uh, were hoping that Ward would look better this season. I mean, he started kind of showing uh, flashes last year towards the end, and we kind of uh, had high hopes for him. I hope, hopefully, he can still turn it around, but it's just a little disappointing. And uh, especially Fuller is kind of supposed to be one of our, our reliable guys. Uh, hasn't has been giving up some plays too. So uh, I think Breland look, has looked good, and I hope these two uh, guys, you know, can step it up in the next few games. So if they do, then we should be all right. Um, yeah, something else that was disappointing uh, for me was that there's we got literally no pass rush on them last week. Basically, 
Clark, we kind of were like, where's everybody's like, where's Frank Clark at? Where's Frank Clark at? Because there's no pass rush. Like, they're like, you know, people are going to be pretty hard on giving up a pick for him, a first round for him. So, um, you know, they're, they're expecting him to perform. Uh, he did get that interception towards the end of the game. But um, other than that, they're, they really didn't get much, uh, very much pressure when we were hoping this defensive line would be you know, one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, and I mean, I know Ogba, uh, Ogba had a sack, and then, you know, okay. like you said, Frank Clark got that interception. But honestly, the interception wasn't even really Frank Clark. Tano Pasnio bobbled it like four times, and then it just kind of fell into Frank Clark's hands. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still nice to see um, that our defense is, you know, we kind of expected that, that, you know, we have so many guys that are like 6'5 along the defensive line that they're going to jump up and bat down passes and stuff. That was kind of something that we were looking forward to this year. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree. Hopefully we can see that pass rush improve a little bit. Yeah, the other thing is I will be interested to see how long Damian Williams stays as, like, our RB1 along with Shady because his rushing throughout the game was really not, you know, not too great. So maybe we see Darwin taking some of those snaps and then Williams is in as more of a reception back. Um, and then, of course, Shady's in there. Um, try and get upfield, break off some bigger runs. Yeah, with the way that Shady was running, I could definitely see him working his way into the RB one role. Um, Damian Williams, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't really look at the protection and stuff like that, but Damian Williams was getting stuffed, you know, at the line of scrimmage quite a bit last week, yep. and you know, so hopefully, hopefully Damian Williams can bounce back because last year, I mean, he looked really, really good as a rusher at the end of the year, uh, whenever he replaced Kareem Hunt. You know, so hopefully, I mean, maybe they just know that when Damien's on the field, the ball's probably going to go to him or something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Jags might have game plan for that. They had no idea what to do with Shady, obviously. But, um, I mean, hopefully Damien can bounce back as a rusher and then him and Shady can be a, a nice one-two punch. Um, the other thing that I was I was pretty disappointed in was McCole Hardman's involvement after Hill got hurt. So McColl basically played the rest of the game. I think he was in on like 53 snaps or something like that, which was more than any other wide receiver other than Sammy. And, I mean, he didn't really do anything at all. He saw one target um, on a screenplay or, or a bubble route. I'm not sure what it was, but um, and he, he dropped it. It was a little bit behind him, so I don't really blame him for the drop, but he still should have hung on to it and, and, you know, maybe got some yards after the catch. But, you know, so that's something I'm looking for as well. Um, with Hill being out is is how Hardman can acclimate and you know get up to speed with this offense you know um, I'm sure I'm sure he had the jitters and he was probably pretty nervous it was his first real NFL game so you know hopefully he can get that get that going because we're definitely going to need it so yeah I think he'll he'll definitely step up after uh, you know with the weeks to come when he'll he'll get all the first team snaps and and Tyreek's plays Um, I think that he uh, he's going to show out a little more than he did last week. I think that he kind of got thrown in there last week, but probably wasn't 100% prepared to be on the field that you know that much. Uh, but hopefully, um, hopefully this, in the upcoming weeks with Tyreek out, he can kind of fill in that spot. Uh, we've seen them talk on Twitter and stuff, you know, saying, "Yeah, I got you." Yeah, yeah. like he's going to come in and uh, take over for him. So um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that he will. I'm a big Hardman fan, so uh, yeah, I hope he hope he can step up. Yeah, he's definitely got the speed to be able to give a Tyreek-esque receiver um, in the schemes, especially for, you know, maybe defensive staff to prepare for him. It would have been nice for him to, like, go off, quote-unquote, week one. That way uh, Oakland had to prepare for him, too. But, 
maybe he just breaks out this game. Yeah, and, and speaking of Tyreek Hill, so as everybody knows, he went down um, in the uh, was it the second quarter or was it the first quarter? I think it was the I think it was the second. I think it was the second. Yeah, I don't remember, but anyway, he caught a ball, went out of bounds, and Jalen Ramsey basically fell on top of him. And it actually, you know, Hill came up. He was holding, like, holding his arm down and, like, grabbing at his chest. Um, and it didn't really look that serious at first. I mean, Hill is, Hill's, you know, gotten bumped up a little bit before. And, you know, he hops up. He's just, you know, he's solid muscle. And Hill hops up, and then he goes out for a couple plays, and he comes back, and he's good. But, you know, this one is pretty serious. Um, so it was. it's actually called a posterior sternoclavicular dislocation which is basically where the clavicle or, or collarbone goes into the sternum. Um, there's a joint there. And basically the issue is that if it dislocates posteriorly, which means goes inward, um, then there's arteries and veins and stuff right there um, in the neck area. And that can, you know, claw or pinch off one of those, um, those veins and arteries um, or it can cause trauma, which will result in like clotting, or it could even rupture the artery. Um, and so if you heard, you know, Tyree Kill was basically rushed to the hospital after he got x-rays. Um, but that was basically just precautionary. Um, and then there was talks of him landing on IR, which would keep him out for eight weeks. And then the earliest he'd be eligible to return would be week 10. Um, and then it came out that he's actually, the timetable is actually four to six weeks four to six weeks, which is good news. Um, and so we'll probably see him return, if I had guessed, um, week seven or eight. Um, so, you know, as we saw um, in some videos today, Tyreek Hill is wearing a sling at practice. And so he'll be rehabbing that for probably the next four weeks. And then they'll, you know, work him back into football for a week or two after that. And he'll be good to go against probably, hopefully they, I personally, I would like for them to keep him out um, until the Packers game, just as precaution. Um, what do you guys think about the injury? Yeah, I, I definitely want him to uh, just take his time coming back. I think we'll be we'll do fine without him. We're definitely going to want him to be healthy uh, when it comes to the playoff push and playoff time. So we don't want to do anything for him to re-injure it and then have to be out even longer. So um, I'm fine with four to six weeks and uh, coming back You know, right around the Packers game is when I'd say it would be a good time. Yeah, I definitely agree. We just gave him all the money, um, and, you know, we were definitely able to work the offense just as just as well without him against the Jags. It's just going to be one of the hardest defenses we face, quote-unquote. It's what we're being told. So I think we'll be fine um, up until we, you know, the Packers game, which should be his first game back. I agree with you, Grant. Hopefully sit him out, give him as much time as he needs, and then uh, – you know, come back in time to get back in the flow of things and push for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and so basically I kind of hinted at this on Twitter um, today when I was having a discussion with a guy about Tyreek Hill is uh, kind of what we can expect whenever he comes back. Um, so I think it's nice that this is going to be a basically a showcase for um, Mikael Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. Um, obviously, it hurts to lose Tyree Kill. Um, he's such a dynamic weapon and one of the most dangerous players in the league. Um, and so it hurts to lose him for, you know, four to six weeks. But I think it'll be nice to have the have McCole Hardman in there, you know, getting decent reps and some solid targets in there with Mahomes because we saw what he was capable of, 
during the preseason. And then, you know, D-Rob, he's basically playing for a contract. Um, this is his last year um, on his rookie deal. And, you know, hopefully he'll he'll come out and make some big plays as well. So, you know, both of those guys are hungry. And so whenever Tyreek Hill comes back, like I said, hopefully it's it's the Green Bay game. That would be my preference. But, um, you know, if he comes back before that, great. Um, but the thing is, is with McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, they're not exactly Tyreek Hill. So teams are going to have film on all these guys. You know, they basically are going into the Packers game with no film on Tyreek Hill which it's not really about the film, but it's kind of about like his usage um, and how, you know, how they're going to be using him when Tyreek Hill comes back. So I don't know if it's going to be an advantage for us, but on paper to me, it seems like, you know, teams not having that tape on Tyreek Hill um, will be an advantage for us, especially going into a stretch of the season where we play the Chargers twice, the Patriots, the Bears, the Packers and the Vikings. So, you know, we got some big games coming up and, you know, Tyreek Hill hopefully will be back in uh, right on time for for that whole stretch. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that it'll definitely give Mikol and, you know, D-Rob some time, uh, you know, to get to get this offense filled. So if there ever is another a problem that when they need to be called upon, then they're ready to go They're uh, Like you said, nobody has film on Tyreek until it gets kind of, and it's too late. They're already facing him. And, you know, he's impossible to try to, to stop anyway uh, and try to game plan for. But if they don't know what to game plan for even more, it'll be better. Um, so kind of moving on, uh, the Chiefs head to Oakland. and we're gonna. So what did you guys want to see uh, for week two? I'm interested to see what we do with uh, D'Anthony Thomas because he comes back this week, correct? Yes. Yeah, he'll be back this week. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what we do with him, especially with Tyreek being out. We need the speed on the field. We have that with Miko, but also D'Anthony Thomas is just a whole nother, you know, in a whole nother league of fastness. So we'll see what he does, um, not only on the offensive side, but also special teams, just where we want to use him because it seems like Traymond Smith has been good um, for us on the special team side. So we'll see what the Chiefs' idea was when they signed him. Yeah, and I mean – Tremont Smith, um, he was a great returner last year. I think he was on the all-rookie team for special teams. and um, So they bring in DeAnthony Thomas, who is kind of the same type of returner as Tremont Smith. Um, so we'll see. You know, I don't did I don't think Tremont Smith returned any kicks last week, did he? No, I don't think yeah, so. I don't believe he did. It was hard. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I didn't think so. But So we'll see how Tremont Smith has worked in because, you know, the whole idea of, you know, finding a way to keep him on the roster was for his special teams ability. So, and, you know, him and DeAnthony Thomas are kind of gunners on the punt team. So um, hopefully we'll see how that sorts itself out. And they've, they've had Tremont Smith in there at wide receiver as well. Um, So, you know, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see who fills Tyreek Hill's shoes. It's, it's going to be a timeshare, I think. It'll be a nice mix between DeAnthony Thomas, Miko Hardman, and, and Demarcus Robinson. Is If I had to guess, that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's all going to go into, um, you know, like when we, talk, we kind of talked about earlier, who steps up. But um, I think that one of the, what, what I mentioned earlier is that Sam, if Sammy can keep it up, what he's doing, and it's, that's going to be the question, can he keep it up? Uh, I think he will. 
Um, as long as long as he can stay healthy, you know, that's the kind of his thing every year that um, anybody, you know, for whichever team he's on, they're like, can he stay healthy? Then he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league, top 15 at least. Um, but he's, he's yet to prove that on a team. Uh, hopefully uh, this can be that year. And if it is, then he can definitely more than make up for Tyreek uh, being gone um, until, you know, for the time being. For sure. Uh, I thought one of the most impressive things from week one was just how well the offense ran with Mahomes being half hobbled. Um, so I don't think, you know, his ankle was taped up again at practice today, but um, some of the reporters were saying that he's moving just fine and it's it's regular Mahomes. So I think his ankle will be fine as long as he doesn't uh, receive any dirty tackles or anything like that. The O-line hopefully can get him a little more help this week. He was getting um, rushed a lot last week. He didn't have any sacks, but he was getting pressured a lot. So hopefully, um, you know, with Reed knowing that the ankle is maybe a little shaky, um, hopefully we continue to see those shorter passes, quicker releases um, from Mahomes against Oakland. Yeah, and I def I don't think uh, I don't think Reed is gonna put in a a game plan that you know puts Mahomes right in the trenches. I think they're gonna keep him relatively safe and let that ankle heal up for another week or two. But um, hopefully they'll just keep Mahomes in the pocket and let him pick apart the Raiders. Um, so Jonathan Abram, who was their starting safety and first one of their first round picks, he's out for the year. Um, and then, you know, Gary on Conley hurt his neck. He was, you know, he was taken off on a stretcher. It was a scary injury, but I guess the talk is that he's going to play this week, which kind of blows my mind. You, I can't imagine him being, you know, 100% ready to go, but, um, he's been a limited participant twice this week in practice. So we'll see how that goes, but you know, their, their defensive backfield's kind of hurting, um, so hopefully, hopefully Reed will just let Mahomes sit back and pick him apart, and you know, not sit him on rollouts, and um, you know, having to scramble for his life to make plays. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of something that I'm looking for. Yeah, and I think that they he kind of started to create plays for him in the second half after he saw Mahomes was getting beat up uh, in the last game. He started getting the having picking plays that got the ball out of Mahomes' hands a lot faster. And I think going forward that that's what they're going to do as well. Uh, and until he's definitely uh, all the way healed. Um, so I think that's something they'll keep doing. Another thing that I was going to look for is can the pass rush actually show up this week? We kind of hinted at it earlier um, where there was a lack of it. I think the pass rush can show up. It might take them a little bit to um, mesh the, the new defensive line guys. Um, you know, Frank bringing Frank in and Ogba and all of them. They, they've had the preseason, but um, it doesn't end up really – end up being like when you get into a real game and um, you got, you guys are getting used to it. So I think they will step up. I don't know if they'll be top 10 or anything like that, but uh, they definitely have a lot of potential and they can, they can be better than what they were last week. Yeah. And they say that with a new defensive coordinator, they say it usually takes a few weeks for defenses to start clicking. Um, and you could definitely see that last week. I don't, I don't think the defense was clicking on all cylinders, especially the defense backfield in the defensive line. I thought the linebackers looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking for that pass rush to show up as well. Um, the Raiders were actually one of, I think three teams um, in the, in the league last year or last week that didn't allow a single pre or a single sack um, on offense. And so, you know, the Raiders have kind of had a pretty bad offensive line. We've seen, Frank Clark brutalize Colton Miller. 
Um, and But they signed Trent Brown to play right tackle. So, you know, we'll see how the defense um, defensive line shows up and see if they can put some pressure on Derek Carr and, you know, force him into some mistakes this week. So um, the next thing that I'm looking for is an impact from the defensive backfield. So as we kind of discussed, the defense, the DBs kind of got picked apart. Um, Shark came up with some big plays. Conley came up with a couple big plays. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to see, and they kept, they kept Tyron Matthew in the box quite a bit last week as well, um, to help with Leonard Fournette. So, um, I'm hoping that we see the defensive backfield show up, you know, break up some, some, uh, make some nice pass breakups, maybe pick off a ball or two, um, from Carr, as we know that Carr is pretty turnover prone. So that'll, that's definitely something I'll be looking for as well. Yeah, I think that um, they will get to Carr. I think that the next week the, the pass rush will show up a little bit more. The you know, like he like you said he likes to throw picks. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say next week they're gonna have two <clears throat> two interceptions. I think one will be from Matthew and one from Breland. That's gonna be my prediction for it. Uh, I do think that uh, uh, they're the, bringing Matthew up there has helped our run, the run defense. Our run defense didn't look too terrible last week. Uh, they didn't run all over us by any means. So. Um, that's looked better from last year. Uh, that was awful. Any, any team last year that wanted to run against us was going to have a good game. So um, that's definitely a pro. Now they just kind of get have to balance it out between the backfield and um, bringing Tyron up there. Yeah, and I think last week, you know, Fournette had a couple big runs um, that kind of threw off the uh, yards per carry average. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, most part they they did a pretty good job of st- of stopping Fournette last week. So. You know, hopefully they can carry that over in this week as well and, you know, um, stop Josh Jacobs, who had a nice uh, regular season debut for the Raiders last week against the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. So going on uh, to kind of close out things, uh, we have that. We have to want to let you guys know that we do have that Bobby Bell giveaway. It's not going to be up. When is the end date on that? Sunday. Um, it is Sunday. I'll be announcing the winner on Sunday, yeah. Okay, so be announcing the winner on Sunday. Uh, if you – you want to if you want to win this sign ball um if you're not already following us go ahead and follow us and retweet the tweet um if you do that you'll be entered um if you already follow us and you retweeted it like you're still eligible to win it so yeah the next thing is um we have a couple giveaways that we kind of have planned um and ready to go for you guys uh that i think you guys are going to like quite a bit um courtesy of ori um and then the other one courtesy of cody so um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys will enjoy those. We'll do those separately, um, just to keep it going. And then, um, so keep an eye out for those and, you know, uh, share those and follow us whenever, whenever it comes across. Um, the next thing is Austin has been doing the weekly highlight videos. Um, as you guys saw, um, we posted it today. Uh, Austin did a highlight video for week one and it was pretty freaking cool. Thank you, Austin. Um, and then also Oakley, which is my dog, is doing weekly predictions. Um, as you guys saw, uh, we had the Jaguars Bowl and the Chiefs Bowl, and Oakley picked the Chiefs Bowl last week. So, And I know there was a couple people that were complaining, saying, well, is there food in the Jaguars Bowl? <laughs> this week, we will show you that there is food in both bowls. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, so keep an eye out for both of those videos. Um, that's something we're pretty excited about as well. Um, hopefully it becomes a trend and, and you guys can enjoy those on a regular basis. Yeah, it's just one for one so far, so uh, try to keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> one and oh, baby, one and oh. 
So that's about it, guys, for episode 16. Um, we will be back next week on Friday. As we guys, as we told you guys last week, uh, we're dropping these episodes every single Red Friday of the season. So keep an eye out. Like the podcast, share the podcast, and show us some love. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Go Chiefs.